0: What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Wild card weekend has concluded, and four teams are now home for the offseason, joining the Cincinnati Bengals and the rest of the NFL and watching the rest of the playoffs. And one of those teams, very inexperienced and in playing this particular weekend, Joe, is the New England Patriots who for the first time in what feels like a decade, maybe is a decade had to play a wildcard weekend and they are now home losing pretty badly. I think Tom Brady was very bad. And now there are a lot of questions for the future for that team. There are a lot of questions for the future for all four of these teams and for the Bengals, really every team that's not playing at this point, looking forward toward the future. And today on the Lockdown Bengals podcast, we are going to look at the Bengals free agent class, go through it in a little bit of detail, give you the overview, give you the rundown, and then we're going to look at each of the four teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs, look at the free agents on those teams, and figure out if any of those players should be targets for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe, the Bengals are confirmed to be coaching the South team in the Senior Bowl Three times under Marvin Lewis since 2004, the Bengals have coached the North. They've lost all four times. And as Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com points out, the MVP was a quarterback from the South.
1: And it's not about the wins and losses at the Senior Bowl. The real advantage for these coaching staffs of each team is that they get unlimited access to all of these players. While the rest of the league will be able to talk to these players and meet with them and get some tidbits and their first exposure to them, the Bengals won't have limits on you can meet 30 minutes here and 30 minutes there. And they're not running around to meet these guys all over the place. They're going to meet these players on day one give them installation, give them plays, see how they respond throughout the week to coaching on the field, in the film room, and everywhere else in Mobile, Alabama. So I think you get a much more personable experience with these players. And last year, the Bengals drafted six Senior Bowl players, and that's without coaching. 2011, the last time they did coach it, ended up with A.J. Green, Andy Dalton, and Clint Bowling. So that draft there really helped spark this latest generation.
0: Andy Dalton and Clint Bowling both played for the South team in that Senior Bowl, and as Jeff Hobson points out, they've frequently gone and picked players from the opposite team, and there's mm-hmm. an argument that the South, being that it includes the SEC and many of the ACC teams that have been very good for the last decade or so, has generally a stronger core of players. I think that that is easy to argue this year as well, especially if Joe Burrow ends up playing for the South a week after the national championship game. Duke Tobin echoes a lot of your commentary there, where he said, according to Bengals.com, that every team has a chance to talk to the players during the week, but Bengals will be able to have scouts in the room. They'll have extra time with them, more access to what they do, be able to sit in on meetings and have more insight into the personality of each of these players because they get to see them not only in the drills and in the meetings, but in all facets of preparation for the Senior Bowl. Now, in addition to the Senior Bowl, the Bengals are preparing to deal with their own class of free agents, obviously headlined by A.J. Green, who's currently making $15 million for 2019. But they have a long list of free agents to consider here, Joe, and we haven't really looked at this list in its entirety yet. So Darquez, Denard, Tyler Eifert, Kerry Wynn are the three other unrestricted free agents who in 2019 made at least $1 million. Do we expect any of those guys to come
1: back? I think Dark Zanard may be priority number one. And I say that even over AJ Green. And that's because I, I still feel like the tag will be placed on Green to give them some relief or at least some time to figure out what his value is. If you go to like spotrack.com and click on AJ Green and market value, they say two years, $18 million should be the offer. I don't think he would accept that. So it's there's some unknown here of what he would take and what he wouldn't. So slap the tag on green. You gives you a few months to figure it out. Dark West Denard becomes priority number one. And I think he played well enough that you give him, for the first time, a long-term extension.
0: I think that he has certainly earned it. The other unrestricted free agents that will demand some attention from the Bengals are guys coming off of rookie deals, and this includes Nick Vigil, Andrew Billings, and Clayton Fedulam, who are all unrestricted free agents. Vigil and Fedulam both 27, Billings, who was drafted in the same class, just 24
1: years old. And that's a big advantage for him. Uh, I think from a development standpoint, you would look at that and look at his age and look at his progression in his four years and say, we want to keep him. Yeah, he's a nose tackle and probably was outplayed by Josh Tupel last year. But at 24 years old, you still think there's some upside or another level to his game. Tupel's a restricted free agent. I expect him back. Billings, I think you should make an effort without paying too much or spending too many resources at the nose tackle position. The other guy is Nick Vigil. The way he played down the stretch, the way he got this defense back in order, I think he deserves some consideration for an extension. And if they don't
0: bring Vigil back, they will certainly need to address that position elsewhere in free agency or the draft. Other restrictive free agents of note that played significant time for the Bengals this year, Tony McRae, who got a lot of special teams play, Alex Redman, who is looked at as a starting guard for a few weeks before he had another injury, and Hardy Nickerson, who seems to stick around as a free agent and backup linebacker. Coming up, we get into each of the wildcard weekend losers rosters. Take a look at those unrestricted free agents and see if any of them might be a fit for the 2020 Cincinnati Bengals. But first, it's 2020, Joe. We're all thinking about what we didn't get around to in 2019. We're thinking about our goals for this year A new decade. If you want to work toward being your best self in 2020, understand more about the world around you and make sure that your time is well spent.
1: Well, we have to tell these good people about Blinkist, Joe. Yeah, and Blinkist is for anyone who cares about learning but doesn't have a lot of time. Blinkist takes the key insights from over 3,000 nonfiction bestsellers and over 27 categories and condenses them into 15-minute blinks, which are text and audio explainers to help you understand more about the core ideas of each book. And Blinkist is great when you're commuting to work, put it on in the
0: drive, put it on when you're making breakfast in the morning, whatever works for you. Go check out some of their more popular books, A Barefoot Investor, if you're trying to fix your investment. Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. That one's pretty fun. Right now, you have a special offer just for Locked On listeners. Blinkist.com slash Locked On. You'll get a seven-day free trial and 25% off a premium membership. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Locked On to get 25% off your membership and a seven-day free trial.
1: Guys, let's talk about sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda approved active ingredients as viagra and cialis you can take them anytime day or night even on a full stomach and since they're chewable they work up as twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises let me tell you we get free samples and if you think marshawn lynch has a good stiff arm you've seen nothing yet Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, the, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's blue dot com. Promo code on to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Bengals podcast. Kicking off our free agent, just first scan of everything that's going around. We looked at the Bengals' upcoming free agents in the first segment. But we want to take it almost team by team here, especially for the good teams, the playoff teams that are performing right now this weekend and we're going to start off with the losers, and each week we can look at those losing teams so that we can get through everyone that has you know, been in the playoffs in 2019, 2020, I guess. But first off, Saints is where we're going to start today. That game against the Vikings, I don't know how much you guys watched it, but to me, I think the theme of a lot of good games until the, the final one this weekend were extremely close, extremely crazy at before the half and then at the end of the game. It could have flipped either way for, I think, the first three games of the schedule of this playoff and the season. And for the Saints to be down by three with a minute in 30 seconds, I believe it was, and for them to just casually stroll down the field and kick a field goal with a, with a timeout in their pocket was insane to me how that went down and how uh, poor management from Breeze and Sean Payton, and they end up losing. They get, they go into overtime, they kick it to the Vikings, Vikings drive right down the field, two beautiful passes from Kirk Cousins, and the game is over right then and there. So they're, you're going to hear Saints fans complain about the uh, the non-call in the last play, but the way they handled that game to go into overtime, that's why they lost. But let's start off right there. Drew Breeze, he's a free agent. Tom Brady and Drew Breeze, both free agents, both losing on the first Weekend of the playoffs. I don't know if I've ever even seen that. I don't know if that's ever happened. But then the backup, Teddy Bridgewater, also a free agent. A few of these other guys that really stand out to me linebacker A.J. Klein, cornerback Eli Apple, guard Andrews Pete. I mean, I, a few of these guys I take right off the bat. P.J. Williams, who's been corner safety for them, Zach Lyon at fullback, Vaughn Bell, strong safety. And Johnson Badamosi, Patrick Omamea, right tackle, Badamosi is a cornerback. They've got a lot of, you're looking at this list right now, Jake, you see this? Stephon Anthony, Josh Martin, Manti Teo, he's still playing. DJ Swearinger's still playing. Noah Spence is still playing. There's a lot of unrestricted free agents for them.
0: They have 17 unrestricted free agents, which I wonder, as we go through this, we'll probably pay attention to this and we'll figure out if any team has more than 17 UFAs this offseason. The most interesting one is going to be Teddy Bridgewater because Drew Brees, Mm -hmm. my personal belief is he's either retiring or he's going back to the Saints for a couple more years. He was not good in this playoff game, though. He finishes with a QBR of around 50. Jason Hill completed their only deep ball of the game. So Breeze, not really a consideration for the Bengals. Bridgewater also not likely to be a consideration for the Bengals who are going to draft Joe Burrow. Did you hear Todd McShay? No. This week, I think it was on the Rich Eisen show. Maybe it was a different show. They're talking to McShay and they're like, we have for you a Sharpie, a pen, a pencil for you to write down Joe Burrow and Chase Young's name, one and two. Which one do you choose? And he's like, Sharpie. OK, so the Bengals drafting Joe Burrow means Teddy Bridgewater is, in, is not a consideration, but is a very interesting player for the rest of the league in free agency. A.J. Klein, the first linebacker on this list, not somebody that I'm particularly interested in for the Bengals, but is a player that Marvin Lewis loved as a draft mm-hmm. prospect.
1: Yeah, I thought I, any of these top guys, maybe Andrews Pete, right at guard. He's played tackle before, too, but I think he's a guard.
0: Pete played exclusively left guard for the saints in 2019 was not very good. Gave up a total of 16 pressures on 569 snaps at left guard had six snaps at left tackle as well. Not a great season though. Overall was not uh, particularly good as a run blocker. Somebody might pay Pete to start because he was a first round pick in 2015 Mm -hmm. And he has the pedigree, I guess, of being a first-round pick. I don't want to be the team that pays Andrews Pete starter money.
1: He's had better years early in his career. The first, no, well, he you know, he split time the first year, but the the two years after that, where he had a uh, thousand snaps, nine hundred snaps. It wasn't until recently that his, his looks like his grades really fell off.
0: Patrick Omame is more of a journeyman than Andrews Pete by comparison. He played left tackle for the Saints in part-time work this season, held up as a pass blocker, didn't have much to offer as a run blocker, according to PFF. He's played for four teams, five teams in the NFL, Tampa, Chicago, Jacksonville, New York Giants, and New Orleans Saints this year. So he's been around the block, hasn't been able to hold down a job, was in Jacksonville for three years, though, and was a full-time starter in 2017.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure I see much here that I would peg for the Bengals. I mean, maybe one of those offensive linemen is a swing guy, but I think the Bengals probably like what they have. And that's saying nothing, I guess, for the, where the roster has been.
0: So what do you think? Should we move on to the next team here? I just wanted to quickly take a peek at the grades for AJ Klein. And as expected, he has not been very good as an NFL linebacker because he really doesn't have the athleticism that you're looking for at the position anymore. I don't think there's anybody else on this list that really grabs my attention. None of the better players on the Saints defense are
1: free agents. Mm -hmm. So
0: that's probably it.
1: So let's move on to Philly. They lose to the Seattle Seahawks and really a tough game because very early Javion Clowney – takes a cheap shot on Carson Wentz, knocks him out in the first quarter for the rest of the game, and they just they couldn't do anything after that. They scored 19 points in a game that they held Seattle down pretty much for, for the most part, besides a couple of big splash plays. So it's a tough loss for Philly, but no one's crying for them as they have a ring very recently, so whatever. Anyways, they're free agents with a club option is the first guy listed here on Spotrack, which I find interesting is linebacker Nigel Bradham. He's been on the roster a couple of years now. I wonder how he's been after he left Buffalo. Safety, Ronnie McLeod. cornerback Ronald Darby. Left ta- tackle, Jason Peters. I assume he just may retire if they're not interested in him. Wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar, someone I really liked. I wonder if the Bengals don't make uh, the necessary moves to keep A.J. Green or maybe even John Ross is still on the trade block, or is on the trade block, if they'd be interested in someone like Nelson Aguilar. Defensive end Vinny Curry, who they did bring in for a workout, if you remember that. Uh, Timmy Jernigan at defensive tackle. He's been around with from Baltimore to Philly. He's been on IR, I believe, last two years, if I'm correct. Darren Sproles seems like he'll retire. Richard Rodgers, tight end. Not much here uh, that I really like. Jordan Howard, he's been hurt at running back. That's about it for me. What do you you oh no, there is one more. Undrafted free or unrestricted free agent here. I'm gonna try and say his name and you maybe you'll recognize him. It's Halapalulu Vatvati Vaitai. You know what I'm talking about, right? He's played left tackle and guard for them. That's actually yeah. the guy I'd be interested in. I do know who
0: you're talking about. I just wanted to touch on Vinny Curry because the Bengals, as you mentioned, brought him in. He was actually pretty solid for the Eagles. He only got 393 snaps, so he's a very part-time player on the field 70% of the time as a pass rusher. And he had 41 pressures for them, graded almost at an 80 in terms of pass rushing for PFF. So that's somebody that if the Bengals want to bring him back in and take a look at him as the carry win role, I wouldn't be... Opposed, I think he would have been a better signing than Kerry Wynn just looking at mm-hmm. these numbers. But we should take a look as well at Vitai, the offensive guard. He's listed on Sport Track.
1: No, Is he's he... a tackle. He's played mostly 1,100 snaps at left tackle and he's played almost 1,000 snaps at right tackle while only guard combining for 45.
0: That's right. He's 26 and a half years old. He was a fifth round pick back in 2016 from TCU. This was probably his best season as a pro. He was a very good run blocker, according to PFF. And on limited snaps, he only had 476 snaps. Was a solid, not great pass blocker. Mm -hmm. I feel like I would probably take him or take him as competition for Bobby Hart. But it's always interesting to see the kind of money these guys command in free agency if somebody's in love with... A skill set somebody played against him in one of his best games maybe buffalo uh maybe he played really well against seattle and seattle says you know what this guy played really well against us let's bring him in for starter money yeah and, and those, then that kind of runs you out of the market
1: those guys t- tend to go both ways where like a tie and seki will get a decent deal to start and then they still draft a right tackle right but then there's I can't remember the guy who went from the Patriots to the Cowboys that I had some interest in and and he barely got anything. You know, sometimes these guys do get some money and sometimes I think teams look at him as a product of the situation. So
0: not really a whole lot on either of the NFC teams that lost today. Vinny Curry is a guy that I wouldn't be opposed to, but he's not like a high priority free agent by any means. It's just somebody that since the Bengals did take a look last year, I could see them... Looking at his tape this year and saying, you know what? He was productive on limited snaps. He could be a valuable piece if the price is right. Not really the big difference maker that I'm looking for in free agency. But if you're looking to take a big trip this spring while the weather isn't quite warm yet in Cincinnati or wherever you are as a Bengals fan... And especially if you're a Reds fan, you can head down to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. There are 15 MLB teams, perfect 75 degree temperatures, all 10 of the stadiums for the 15 teams in the greater Phoenix area. So you can go down there, stay in Phoenix, meet the
1: players, get autographs before the games. Sounds like a pretty nice spring break. Yeah, I've never done the spring training like that, but having that many stadiums in such a small radius and perfect weather, just go to a game, maybe two or three a a day you could. Uh, This looks like a fun time, especially it's right around the time if the Bengals disappoint you in free agency, you may want to think about the Reds a little bit and go look at their prospects.
0: Maybe you can even put together trips to Vegas and to Arizona in the same trip. There are some Mm -hmm. great craft breweries down there too. If you're into craft beer, Four Peaks, Angel's Trumpet Ale House and Goldwater Brewing Company all right in that Phoenix area. Great live music, great museums from native heritage to modern art and musical instruments from around the world. They really make it sound enticing.
1: Yeah, the Arizona is known for its incredible landscapes, thrilling outdoor adventures. I'm, I'm reading this here and hiking, biking, Jeep tours, hot air balloons. Jake, that sounds terrifying. Skydiving, jet skiing or just uh, taking in a nice sunset in Arizona. No matter what you like to do, Arizona has the options
0: for you. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. And maybe you're not taking a spring training vacation, but instead you're working through those spring months. You got to stay safe at work. Well, Abco Safety is still sponsoring the Lockdown Bengals podcast, safety distributor located in Cincinnati, Partnered with 3M, third time they've sponsored us. They have great safety equipment. They'll save you money with corporate pricing. Joe, I know you've got a story to share today.
1: Yeah, I've got a little bit of cabin fever going on, and I'm doing some projects around in the kitchen the other day, and I cut myself, and I stabbed myself in the chest a little bit. Not too bad. I'm okay. But I started thinking, I need to wear my safety equipment a little bit more, and I've got some at home. But one thing I don't have are cut-resistant gloves, so, I went on Abco and I, AbcoSafety.com, and I looked these up, and there's some awesome cut resistant padded gloves. Uh, these are what I'm looking for. This is level three cut resistance, means you could take a knife to these things and they're not going to cut. The one I'm looking at here are called Base Tech Microfoam Nitrile A3. Look those up. If you're doing
0: any sort of cutting at home, protect yourself with some cut resistant gloves. Go check out their inventory on www.abcoSafety.com. And if you're a corporate buyer, keep in mind those are retail prices. They will have corporate pricing for their corporate customers. Give them a shot at quoting your safety equipment. See how much they can save you. You can give them a call at 513-672-1818. And be sure to mention the Lockdown Bengals podcast so they know you came from us.
1: Moving on to the AFC side of the losers in the in the playoffs. and. We'll start with the Buffalo Bills. I think they have a few interesting teams, or, or I should say players, uh, coming up on free agency. Looking at their game real quick, though, um, that was a fun one. That was an exciting one of just watching two quarterbacks try to make something happen, about each of them ten times, and it just so happened that Sean Watson made one more play at the end. I thought there was some bad coaching on both sides, some terrible uh, situation management or awareness. Even on Josh Allen's part two there, right before the end of the game, surprisingly, they got the ball back and were able to tie it up. But it, it sucks for them. Two playoffs appearances in the last three years, I think they're on the right track. But they've got some free agents they're going to have to figure out, even though they got about eighty, ninety million $90 in space. Last year, they went and signed a bunch of offensive linemen. I think eight of them. Can you imagine that, Bengals fans? A few of them are free agents. I'll start with the old linemen. There's a club option for Spencer Long, who has played center and guard for them. Um, Quentin Spain, who's played left guard for them. Adrian Waddles has played tackle. He's a swing guy. I think Spain has actually started at left guard most of the year. There are other guys that look intriguing are Jordan Phillips. Breakout year, I believe he had nine sacks after spending most of his career with the Dolphins before joining Buffalo last year. Lorenzo Alexander, he's going to retire, so let's take him off the list. Cornerback Kevin Johnson. A few other guys that really come up, Frank Gore, who may or may not retire, we'll see where he goes. I'm not sure there's anyone else that really jumps off the page for me here. There's, there's a couple unre- or restricted players that I or exclusive rights players that I'd probably be interested in, but it's the offensive line here for the Bills that I think I, all three of those guys, I'd be, okay, well, what is it going to take to bring them in for at least competition?
0: So what were those names again? Quentin Spain is down. He was the 25th highest graded bill this year. Looking at all snaps, he played 1147 snaps for the bills was fine as a pass blocker, not very good as a run blocker head just four penalties. That's not too bad, but wasn't really somebody this year, according to PFF that I would consider
1: really different at all from John Miller. Jad that's a good point. Left guard here. Quentin Spain had played for the Titans. This is the first year he's been with Buffalo He's with the Titans the last four years grading above average this is his worst year in buffalo
0: yeah so not trending in the right direction in a contract year but did play a whole lot for the buffalo bills but adrian waddle is another free agent for buffalo 29 years old swing tackle did he really play much this year
1: I'm not sure he did because they got Cody Ford, and I believe uh, they didn't really get to waddle, if at all. It doesn't look like he played uh, at all this year. Spencer Long is the other one who had to play because their center that they signed um, dealt with concussions throughout the year.
0: Yeah, Spencer Long played in eight games, 174 snaps. Doesn't look significantly different from Trey Hopkins to me.
1: He also played some right guard though. He played 169 snaps this year at left at right guard. And throughout his career, he has 1,200 snaps at left guard. Also coming with the a little bit with the Jets, a little bit with the Redskins. So he's been all over. Uh, at this point, he is 29 years old. So I guess he's got a couple years left in him. His his best years though were in 2015, 2016.
0: Looks like a journeyman to me. None of these guys are terribly interesting to me for the Cincinnati Bengals. Would you really? allocate money to any of these
1: players no well since we're going through them you know we're talking about them but really it comes down to uh the only other interesting guy Shaq Lawson at the end I don't think the Bengals need at the end or should spend money there and then Jordan Phillips at D tackle same story I don't think the Bengals should spend money there
0: at least not in unrestricted free agency those are not the positions where I want to see the Bengals go out and shell out contracts unless they're to you know the star level players not right these guys and Shaq Lawson was fine this year, but he wasn't particularly good at, at that position. So shall we move on to the last team to lose in wildcard weekend, the new England Patriots,
1: the surprising team. And they just what they were all year, right? They could not muster anything on offense. Tom Brady looked bad. They got beaten by Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Now, don't get me wrong, the Titans and Tannehill have been on fire. If he had have played all year, this would be like a Kurt Warner-type season where he's MVP. But, uh, you know, he, he only came in after, what, six weeks or so. Tannehill's been really good. He wasn't really good this week. He did just enough to win. But Tom Brady, man, he looks like he's done. If he, I, I imagine he's not going to want to go out this way. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he rebounded. But he's a free agent. Let's talk about Brady's performance
0: real quick, because I said on Twitter that I thought a big reason the Patriots lost that game is because Tom Brady wasn't very good, Okay. and some people are like, oh, look at all the drops and all this stuff, and yes, their wide receivers drop passes too, and so today I went and looked at PFF grades, the offensive line for the Patriots all graded out as the best players on the offense, Tom Brady had like a 50 for his overall grade. He was missing passes. He was barely getting balls to his players on the outside. Yes, Wes Welker dropped a couple, or Julian Edelman, whatever the guy is playing for the Patriots right now. They had some drops for sure, but Brady was just not very good. He's a free agent. He's 43 years old, and can
1: you really see him going elsewhere? Here's your option. Let's say you had the option, because we're talking about him, we probably won't get this chance again. Would you rather have Tom Brady or Joe Burrow? Burrow. I would too. Is that crazy to to speak out loud? He's 43. I know, and he, he looked terrible this year. He
0: looks like everyone thought he looked a couple of years ago, and people are like, oh, Brady's washed, and then he wasn't washed yet. And now I think he's actually washed.
1: Right. It's hard to bounce back from this. He wasn't very good this year at all. all right, the other guys, though, Devin McCourty. I, he was a ball hawk back there. I'm not sure the Bengals need a guy, but if they went and signed him, I wouldn't be mad at all to get a Devin McCourty. Um, Kyle Van Noy, linebacker. I'm weary. Sure. Yeah, I'm weary of linebackers from the Patriots anyways. I feel like they scheme these guys into good positions. Jamie yeah. Collins, great example. He went to Cleveland, and he was terrible. It comes back to the Patriots. He's fine again. Uh, Philip Dorsett, he could be your speed guy if you don't trust – john ross or if john ross goes somewhere i other than that i think maybe danny shelton could be your third nose your third d tackle your nose tackle if say billings walks you go a two pile and, and and danny shelton i can see that that would help you defend the run actually shelton's been fairly good in that phase of the game as long as you're not asking him to pass rush you're fine with that marshall newhouse justin bethel is a special teams corner we know you Newhouse. i'm not even interested at all couple other guys here that at least named pop up for me that maybe I could be interested in is um, Landon Roberts who was kind of a downhill run stuffing linebacker who played for them for a little bit and then they ended up removing him and then Shalee Calhoun I, d- I believe drafted by the Raiders out of Michigan State he's kind of an outside linebacker edge pass rusher
0: yeah the best names on this list like you mentioned are Devin McCourty and Kyle Van Noy Van Noy is an edge player, not a linebacker. So if you think he's going to go out there and replace Nick Vigil, you're thinking of a different position. He had 464 pass rushing snaps for the Patriots and 319 run defense snaps. He had Mm -hmm. 92 coverage snaps. That sounds a lot like how the Bengals used Sam Hubbard this year with a little bit more of a slant toward pass rushing as opposed to run defense. Van Noy was very productive, but again... This is a position of relative depth and relative strength for the Bengals. And while Kyle Van Noy is just 29 years old and the Bengals' best player this position, Carlos Dunlap, is on the other side of 30, I don't think that that is a serious consideration for the Bengals. Devin McCourty, 33 years old, uh, free safety type. Very, very good. Right. Again, not really the fit that you're looking for for the Bengals. I don't know that any of these guys really end up on Cincinnati's radar, and we're kind of 0 for 4 at this point, right?
1: Yeah, it's hard to look for free agents, especially coming from, I feel like, from good teams sometimes. I feel like the bargains come from the bad team that's maybe having a roster turnover or a new coaching staff, and they really don't know what they have, right? The the For whatever reason, that guy didn't fit, or... Um, you know, he's just, they, they, they're they going to go in a different direction. Those are the free agents I tend to look for, not from good teams, because you're going to overpay for them every single time. Ted Karras, who played center for them this year, did grade pretty well. But offensive lineman from the Patriots, going from one of the best O-line coaches to Jim Turner, I don't feel great about that. And do they need a center or maybe you can play guard? No, I don't know. Still, to me, I think when I'm looking at that list, Danny Shelton, if you want him for your third D tackle, your second nose tackle to pair with Tupal, I think that makes a lot of sense.
0: I think we should talk about Joe Thune. He's 27 years old, was a third-round pick out of NC State. He has started for four years for the Patriots and has gotten better every year. So this is a guy, actually, that we probably should have highlighted from the start for the Patriots. This is the premier... Patriots target if you are a Bengals fan and then the question is well how much of this is because New England has a better offensive line coach than anyone else Mm -hmm. in the league can Joe Thune reproduce this anywhere else he was excellent as a pass blocker all year for the most part was better than average as a run blocker all-round player played left guard all year would definitely bring some stability to the left guard position hasn't missed a snap In four years as a pro, over 5,000 snaps in four years.
1: That's a lot of snaps. And he's only given up one sack over the last two years. Actually, I'm surprised I just overlooked I must not have seen his name when I was going through the list. Had zero penalties in 2019
0: as well. So if there's one guy you're going to target out of all four teams that lost in these games this weekend, I think it's Joe Thune. But I also think he's going to command a ton of money. And probably if the Bengals are operating like the Bengals were used to, be out
1: of their price range. You know, we should talk about that, and we will eventually as as it gets closer. It seems like the pressure, or there's mounting pressure or mounting acceptance or understanding. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Mounting pressure from the outside, mounting understanding from inside the building is a feeling I get. That they know they're going to have to go out there and sign a couple starters, and maybe one's on the offensive line.
0: Free agency is coming in just a couple short months, and the Bengals have an opportunity to change the way they operate And we'll see if they go after any of these guys. There's 27 other teams we haven't talked about at all for free agency yet. So we have a long way to go there. There will be extensions. There will be re-signings. There will be players waived. There will be trades. Long way to go this offseason. We're just getting started. And since it is the offseason, we're back tomorrow with Mock Draft Monday number two. And we'll see if it goes much differently than it went the first time we tried it